Hey guys, um, welcome back to another Mind Numbing Boredom um, podcast. Today, Basil's not here, so we're acting out like the little toddlers we are. And yeah. today's episode, we're going to read out our entire anatomy textbook. <laughs> yeah, because we can, we can do that in 40 minutes. <laughs> yep, yep. That's, I mean, we're just smart. Listen, so uh, it's going to be the most, uh, uh, the best episode. Just period. Oh yes, so <laughs> the most interesting episode. Um, uh, also, uh, Basil is a very good dude. Um, he's the only reason this podcast is actually working. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, oh. uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Dude, what? I don't know. I think this is we a- really need to plan out our podcast better. <laughs> Maybe we always just go into every week like, oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and this, then was, so this one oh, is like, the most engaging like, episode ever. It was the most engaging. Oh, yeah. ever. So engaging. I promise. Why did why did the chapter six thing open with something about clinical child abuse and then go to six one the skeletal system? <laughs> I have literally no clue um so confusing all right kenny you want to start okay six one the skeletal system has several major functions learning outcome describe the major functions of the skeletal system your skeletal system includes the bones of the skeleton and the cartilages ligaments and other connective tissue that stabilize or interconnect the bones this system has the following major functions support The skeletal system provides structural support for the entire body. Individual bones or groups of bones provide a framework for the attachment of soft tissues and organs. Storage of minerals and lipids. Minerals are inorganic ions that contribute to the osmotic concentration of body fluids, as you will learn in chapter 25, because we're totally going to get there. Minerals also take part in various physiological processes, and several are important as enzyme cofactors. Calcium is the most abundant mineral in the human body. The calcium salts of bone are a valuable mineral reserve that maintains normal concentrations of calcium and phosphate ions in body fluids. In addition, the bones of the skeleton store energy in the forms of lipids and yellow bone marrow and adipose tissue that is found in certain internal bone cavities. Blood cell production. Red blood cells, white blood cells, and other blood elements are produced in red bone marrow which fills the internal cavities of many bones. We describe blood cell formation when we examine the cardiovascular and lymphatic systems, chapters 19 and 22. Yep, keep that Connection. in mind when we get there. Yes, yes, we will definitely get there. All right. Connection. Skeletal structures surround many soft tissues and organs. The ribs protect the heart and lungs. The skull encloses the brain, the vertebra shield, the spinal cord, and the pelvis cradles, digestive and reproductive organs. Wow. Leverage. Many bones function as le- what? As levers <laughs> that can change the magnitude and direction of the forces generated by skeletal muscles. Movements That's- produced range from the precise motion of a fingertip to changes in the position of the entire no body. No way, yo, for real? No way. All right, I got this. All of the features and properties of the skeletal system ultimately depend on the unique and dynamic properties of bone. The bone specimens that you see in studies or labs, it, what that you see study in lab, what that you study in labs or that you may have seen in the skeletons of dead animals are the only dry remains of living tissue. They have the same relationship to the bone 
in a living organism as kiln-dried two-by-four board has to a living oak tree. Checkpoint. Name the major functions of the skeletal system, Kenny. Uh, there's support. Uh... You failed. The <laughs> support, storage of minerals and lipids. Blood cell production. Do you remember this? Chapter 22 and 19, man. It's going to be quizzed. Oh, on. yeah. Uh, protection. Wait, no, it wasn't. Was it minerals and lipids chapter 26 and then blood cell production 22 and 19? No, I, I, I knew it. <laughs> I did it. I did it right. That was, that was all me. That was me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. 16.2. Bones are classified. 16. <laughs> 6.2. Bones are classified according to shape and structure, and they have a variety of bone markings. Learning outcomes. Classify bones according to the shape and structure, giving examples of each type and explain the functional significance to each major type of bone marking. Bones are categorized by their general shape and structure. We begin our discussion with bone shapes, turn our attention to bumps, grooves, and openings associated with bones, and then close with bone structure. Bone shapes. The adult, uh, the, the adult skeleton typically contains 206 major bones. We can divide these into the following six broad categories according to their individual shapes. Sutural bones. Woman bones. <laughs> Warmian bones are small, flat, irregularly shaped bones. Can you get that? Irregularly shaped, small, and flat between the flat bones of the skull. I actually know this. This is depressing. There are individual variations in the number, shape, and position of the sutural bones. Irregular bones. Can you guess what they are, Kenny? Irregular. <laughs> no, dude. They have complex shapes. Let's not be mean. Oh, we don't want to classify them as irregular. That's kind of mean. Um, short bones are boxy with approximately <laughs> equal dimensions. <laughs> flat bones are thin, parallel surfaces, which produce that flattened shape, um, like, like the curve of Kenny's skull. It's just a flat line. Um, <laughs> long bones are relatively long and slender, consisting of a shaft <laughs> of a shaft with two ends that's not how it's supposed to happen that are wider than the shaft yo what what, what? oh this makes oh, okay yeah in bones it kind of makes sense sesamoid bones are usually sesame seeds are usually small round and flat and shaped someone like a sesame yo someone shaped like a sesame seed they tend to develop their tendons with within tendons Except for the patella. Can you can you tell me what a patella is? Patella? Don't read patella? it. <laughs> no. Isn't it like patella. knee stuff? Isn't it like knee bone, kneecap? I actually learned this. Yeah, okay. You knew it. I know a lot. I know quite a few bones because in fifth grade, I had to do the science fair and practiced, I like did the anatomy competition. So I like know oh, a bunch really? of bones randomly. <laughs> Damn. I know a bunch of these because of being in the class. Um, I was so proud yeah. that I like memorized patella. But it's patel. I don't even know that. Yeah, isn't it patella? I've never heard of patella. I don't think it's patella. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, 
or kneecaps. There are individual variations in the location and number of sesamoid seed bones. These variations, along with the varying numbers of sutural bones, account for the individual differences in the total number of bones in the skeleton. That's why Kenny has three bones. Sesamoid <laughs> <laughs> uh, bones may form in at least 26 different locations. You got that? How many locations, Kenny? 26. There we as go. Many as the, alphabet. There. the alphabet has 26 letters. One for each bone. Yes. <laughs> All right. right. I, I'll do the next. Go for it. Bone markings. The surfaces of each bone in your body have a characteristic, have characteristic bone markings or surface features. Examples include projections, openings, and depressions. Damn, bones have depressions. Bones can be depressed. <laughs> is there a bone therapy? Projections. Well, bone therapy. What? I think there's bone therapy. Is it just like a is it just like a thigh bone sitting down on like a couch and talking to a psychologist for oh, I thought they would just inject you a bone with some serotonin. <laughs> you know that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Projection. What? Go on, go on, go on. Projections form where muscles, tendons, and ligaments attach and where adjacent bones form joints. Openings and depressions in bone sites are where blood vessels or nerves lie alongside or penetrate the bone. Detailed examination of bone markings can yield an abundance of anatomical information. For example, anthropologists, criminologists, and pathologists can often determine the size, age, sex, and general <laughs> appearance of an individual on the basis of incomplete skeletal remains. Nice. Figure 6-2, which you guys can definitely see, introduces the prominent bone markings. It illustrates specific anatomical terms for the various projections, depressions, and openings. These Did bone really markings... Just... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We had to memorize this. It was insane. I, I wasn't able to memorize any of it. So oh, God. What? Very bad on that part. Go on, go on. Process, ramus, sinus, foramen, fissure, metis, canal. <laughs> metis. Tro charter, wait, tro tro head. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just head. head. All right, go on. These bone markings provide fixed landmarks that can help us determine the position of the the, the soft tissue components of other organ systems. Other organ systems. All right. Oh, there's also neck, facet, condyle, tro trochlea. What? Sulcus fossa. I actually chondrocyte is um is a cartilage cell, right? Chondrocyte. And this is uh, what cartilage is. Isn't that smart? It's like they had a uh -huh. calling it a condyle. Con sometimes, man, it's almost like words have meanings, you know? Like sometimes they like thought about the meaning when they were making the word, and that's insane. I, I wouldn't have done that. Wow. Right. So all right. Well, oh, you got it? I see a lot of big words that I would not like to pronounce. I had to pronounce these. All right. Bone structure introduces the anatomy of the femur, the long bone, and the thigh. This representative long bone has an extended tubular shaft or diaphysis. At each end, expanded area is known as the epiphysis. Uh, the diaphysis connected to the epiphysis as an air zone called the metaphysis. That's right. What the... I, yeah, I had to memorize this also. Spongy bone. Spongy. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, where is the spongy bone found in long bones? Where is the spongy bone found in flat bones? 
Uh, uh, I just saw the femur. It's at the top of the long bones or at the A line. Which is called a what, Kenny? The head. Epiphysis. Heck if I know. I got it right. It's almost like I'm in this class. All right, sorry. Um, the wall of the diaphysis consists of a layer of compact bone. Compact bone is relatively dense and solid. Compact bone forms the sturdy protective layer that surrounds the central space called medullary cavity um, or marrow cavity. The epiphysis consists largely of spongy bone, Kenny. Spongy bone oh, epiphysis. I see. Why are they asking the question before they tell us this? I have no clue. Audience, this is the one time I'll be uh, I'll be smarter than Kenny. Please let me rub it in as much as I want to. <laughs> uh, um, consists of an open network of struts and plates that resemble three-dimensional garden lattice. What? Not like lettuce, what? right? They don't mean like the bones look like lettuce. <laughs> no, bones definitely look like lettuce. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Now, consider the histology of a typical bone. Histology is the study of um what is it tissue yeah tissue identify the categories used for classifying a bone according to its shape kenny uh there's long bone flat bone and sesamoid bone yep sesame seed you got it Did you say long bone? Wait, say what you said again. Long bone, flat bone, sesamoid bone. The opposite of long. Short bone. What are the small bones between your uh, skull plates? Yeah, I don't expect you to know. Yeah. Wormian bones. <laughs> Woman bones. You got it. I remember my wormian, and it's like it, some suits or something. Yeah. All right. Oh, I, it literally was like suture. Yeah. Oh, you forgot irregular. Oops. That's oh, I'm yeah. Talking. I forgot. There's okay. One. I know this is like the most riveting content we've ever made. Oh, God. This is a lot of big words. All right. Let's try and read this. Six, three. Bone is composed of matrix and several types of cells, osteogenic cells, Oste osteoblasts, osteocytes, and osteoclasts. Wait, Kenny, right now, right now, before identify you... the cell type in bone and list their major functions. Bone tissue is a supporting connective tissue. Like other connective tissues, it contains specialized cells and matrix consisting of extracellular protein fibers and ground substances. You may want to read this because of dense connective tissues, cartilage and bone in chapter four. Oh, wait, hey, chapter guys, four. Remember that, chapter four, guys. Okay, recall these characteristics of bone. The matrix of the bone is very dense due to deposits of calcium salts around the protein fibers. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. The matrix contains bone, the matrix, like the root, I see. The matrix contains bone cells or osteocytes within pockets called lacunae. The same term is used for the spaces that chondrocytes occupy in cartilage, page 136. The lacunae of bone are typically organized around blood cells, wait, blood vessels that branch through the bony matrix. Oh God, what is this word? Canaliculi. <laughs> Narrow passageways throughout the matrix extend between the lacunae and nearby blood vessels, forming a branching network through which osteocytes exchange nutrients, waste, and gases. Except at joints, a periosteum covers the outer surface of bones. 
it consists of an outer fibrous layer and an inner cellular layer. I kind of know what a periosteum is. Only I don't know That's how. That's why you said it right. I was like, dude, there's no way he's guessing. Yeah, I was not guessing. I, I'm like, I've heard this before somewhere. <laughs> All right. We now take a closer look at the organization of the matrix. Should I take this? Sure, why not? Calcium phosphate, CH3PO4 two makes up always makes up almost two thirds of the weight of the bone calcium phosphate interacts with car calcium hydroxide to form crystals of hydro oxyapatite ap, ap, yeah hydroxyapatite hydroxyapatite okay. <laughs> that's really no, i think the i with the, the the thing over it makes it an i makes it an i yeah because, like, it's the same thing for the H and an I thing over it, but it's still pronounced high. Hydroxyapatite. Just hydroxyapatite, I well, guess. Well, we know hydrogen is pronounced hydrogen. So, oh, yes. Hydrogen. So by, by that rationale. Water is dihydrogen, dihydrogen. monoxide. Dihydrogen oxide. All right. So as these crystals form, they incorporate other calcium salts, such as calcium carbonate, CaCO3. Kenny, I think you should take this. Kenny is a chem genius. All right. And ions such as sodium, magnesium, and fluoride. A bone without a calcified Kenny, matrix. Kenny, of Kenny, 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 Kenny. What's sodium yes. right now? What's it saying? A. What's, what's fluoride? F. Well, it's the ion, so it's F minus. Okay. Buddy. Oh, it's anion. Okay, buddy. Um, and magnesium is Mg. Yeah, okay. I could have said those two. I'm smart too. Wow. Ah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. A bone without a wait. A bone without a calcified matrix looks normal, but is very flexible. What the oh god, okay, that's why it looks like that. We have oh, about one third of the weight of bone. Huh? We have to watch a video of this this process. And uh, it was just it was just a bone slowly decomposing. They took it out and then it was bendy like a noodle. Uh, <laughs> that was that was amazing. Okay, about one third of the weight of bone is collagen fibrous cells make up only two percent of the mass of a typical bone. Kenny, only two percent. Isn't that insane? That's a small number. Physics says we're 99% space. 70% <laughs> water. You guys, stupid. I feel like 160% today. Calcium phosphate crystals are very hard, but relatively inflexible and quite brittle. Well, of course, it's a friggin' ionic salt. They can withstand compression, but are likely to shatter with twisting, bending, or sudden impacts. It's like these people don't know what ionic compounds are. <laughs> Collagen fibers, by contrast, are remarkably strong. When subjected to tension, pull, they are stronger than steel. What? Dude, what? Okay. Uh, oh, oh, that makes logical sense. Okay, go on, go on. They are flexible as well as tough and can easily tolerate twisting and bending, but offer little resistance to compression. When compressed, they simply bend out of the way. The composition of the matrix... Oh, can you imagine if your bones bent out of the way every time you compress them? Dude, oh my God. Oh, why did I imagine that? All right, go on. Sorry. That's disturbing. The composition of the matrix in compact bone is the same as that in spongy bone. The collagen fibers provide an organic framework for the formation of hydroxyapatite crystals. 
These crystals form small plates and rods that are locked into the collagen fibers at regular angles. The result is a protein crystal combination that has the flexibility of collagen and the compressive strength of hydroxyapatite crystals. The protein crystal interactions allow bone to be strong, somewhat flexible, and highly resistant to breaking or shattering under compression. In its overall properties, bone is on par with the best steel-reinforced concrete. What? So you mean when I broke my arm, I broke concrete? I would have broken concrete? God dang. That's insane. In fact, bone is far what superior to concrete because it can undergo remodeling cycles of bone formation and resorption as needed and can repair itself after injury. Dude, I don't know if you've ever watched Attack on Titan, but like there's like that twist that the walls are made out of Titans, right? Um, what? Yeah, so clearly it was more strong than um, cement because the Titans had bones in them. Uh, That's why the walls never fall down. I see. Isn't that smart? I think that's smart. All right. Oh, yes. Bone cells. Bones contain. Wait, wait. I'm going to. Kenny, can you scream as loud as possible? I'm going to. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have like a. Uh, an alarm sound here. I'm gonna put up an alarm sound. I don't know alarm. how to. Alarm. Or I'll leave it in. It'll be a funny joke. Alarm. alarm. All right. We'll see how loud this is. Keep your volume down if you can. Too bad it's at max. Oh. Oh. Okay, that is annoying. <laughs> That's definitely not gonna show up. All right. Well, um, audio listeners, you get a treat. Video listeners don't exist, so I guess all of you get a treat. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, oh, oh god. my god! Holy hell, <laughs> Kenny! What the hell, dude? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, bone contains four types of cells: osteogenic cells, osteoblasts, osteocytes, and osteoclasts. That's bone cells. That the being made bone cells or things that make bone cells, um, things that make bone cells, you know, never mind. I'm bad at explaining with words. So, Kenny, which of the three types of bone cells are developmentally related and what is their progression from earliest to latest stage? Uh, um, Let's see how good you are at BSing an answer. Uh, yeah, you see, I have no clue. I'm just going to say it's osteogenic. <gasps> Damn. He got one third. That's crazy. It's better than a zero. become osteocytes. Oh, what the? I didn't even. Oh, wait. I should remember the other two exist. I actually know all of this, but yeah. <laughs> all right. What? Yeah, what I don't know why. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the best episode yet. I promise this isn't what we normally do on the podcast. We're just toddlers acting out. Um, yeah, we needed to um, spite Basil for not joining us today. Who, by the way, is an awesome dude, and I might have roasted him a little too much last episode, but... Yeah, um, yeah I don't share that to you. All right, well, um, thanks for listening. Bye. Dude, I don't even know what, what was this episode. What, what just happened? I don't know.